0: Welcome to Season 4 of the Be Your Own Kind Podcast. I am so excited to share some new ideas and experiences with you and also introduce some more wonderful, fantastic people on the platform. Be sure to visit our site, www.beyourownkind.com to be able to keep up with the latest news and the latest blogs and content. Also, we have a Facebook community that involves giveaways, touch base, and exclusive deals. If you like the content, be sure to tip your girl Lamarcha T on Kofi, located at ko-fi.com backslash be your own kind twenty four. Thanks again for your continued support and enjoy the episode. Well, hi, Tamika. How are you? I am wonderful, and you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, like I told you, I am. Um, this, I had a tonsillectomy three weeks ago, so it feels amazing to, to jump back in <laughs> to use those lungs again, right? Yes, yes, I've never <laughs> been that quiet in my
1: life. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Tamika Hill. I am a therapist, licensed clinical social worker, um, also known as Your Roba Real Therapist. I own two private practices, one in Evergreen Park, one in Park Forest. I work with three other therapists. I have a nurse practitioner on the team as well to do medication management. I also have a second company, T-Hill Consultant, where I do speaking and training for mental health in the workspace. And I also host events for couples. I actually have one coming up for couples, but it's sold out. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's just empowering couples men and women so I host different events the one I'm probably most known for is beautifully broken but mending well and mending well
0: I love that I love that because all of that needs attention the workplace needs attention the relationships need attention even when you think that your relationship is like perfect you realize that there is still some things that are unsaid or things that are said the wrong way and how much a person just Bottled that in and never never actually just you know they don't they don't know how to articulate and express themselves and then most people say that when they get a divorce the, the number one thing I hear people say is like well, why didn't you tell me those little bitty <laughs> yeah. things backed up and it just dissolved the mirror so I think that is super important um that you that you do that. That's awesome. Um, I want to go back to the raw but real therapies
1: because I like that. <laughs> yes, I just yes. want to know what does that look like? Like <laughs> <laughs> if people Google me, uh, they will see the true meaning of it. I will say there is nothing on my Google review that I wrote, that I planned, that I did anything with. So the best way that I describe it is it's iced coffee with no cream, no sugar so i shock the system Mm. um i try to bring you to embrace who you are but evolve to who you want to be and that's not an easy thing to do because who wants to be challenged when you're comfortable in your dysfunction
0: Mm. and if you don't even know you're in a dysfunction
1: yes that's why I actually wrote this book, up. a note on the side. I wrote a book that's available on Amazon. It's Seven Steps to Embrace Yourself. And the first question says, what dysfunctional patterns show up in your life every day? Mm, now you got me. I come, <laughs> I come for the good. Everybody's like, what? Like, you didn't even just say hello. You just like, just throw it out there. It's like, yeah.
0: But that's the purpose of therapy. It's it's supposed to be some breaking. If you if, yeah. if your therapist is not stepping
1: on your toes. That's right. You know, I would yeah. tell people I'm not your friend. You didn't come to for me to validate you. You came here because you were sick of you. Hmm.
0: I love that. And you wanted to change. So in order yeah. to do that right, is to to identify those pain points. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, so mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was gonna mention, I'm just gonna go right into your book since you mentioned it. Um, it's on Amazon, y'all. $20. $20. And it's called Seven Steps to Embrace Yourself. I repeat what you said. What I what I wanted to ask you is if you could share one of those ways that a person could start to embrace themselves. Um, and, and they gotta buy the book for the other six.
1: Oh, one of the things I say about embracing yourself is understand your roots, understand where your dysfunction comes from. Right. Um, I'm currently doing a video uh, taping for poverty mindset. So, and so let's say you have bad money habits. Where did that come from? So you need to go back and understand the root. It probably came from a lack of or an abundance of, With growing up in childhood, right? So, you first need to understand that. So, to embrace yourself, you need to first understand yourself. Don't beat yourself up for what's good, bad, or indifferent. Don't try to measure it. Just be like, okay, I'm this because of this, but what do I want to evolve from from this?
0: I love that. I love that. And do you mind sharing a little bit of your evolution? Because it seemed like you may have.
1: Like, how did you get to from, from then to now? Um, so I've, I've had therapy for years, mm-hmm. right? I believe in therapy. Um, I've, uh, my mom gave me a voice. I think that's where r- the root of this voice comes from because I don't think she had one growing up. So she always instilled in me this voice. So I understand I have this voice because of the lack of what my mother had so I don't take it for granted um which helps me evolve like I've always been straightforward I always said what I thought even as a kid the going joke is when I was five and they took me down to the country and the people was hugging on me and I said I didn't come down for that shit right so I've (laughs) always been very bold with what I said um but what I had to evolve I had to embrace that's who I am I'm always gonna be Um, just that person who I'm going to say what what I feel but I had to learn to say it with empathy. Mm. It's nothing wrong with challenging people but there's a way to do it. Right. So I had to learn through therapy how to evolve my voice. Not water it down but evolve it. I love that. I feel like
0: that is important because just because you're a blunt person, I mean, it's delivery is everything. And you couldn't miss helping someone just because your delivery sucks. And most people that are blunt and say, well, that's just how I am. Yeah, but you're, you're going over people's head because they're not going to receive that because you don't know what they've been through. So I like the fact that you said with empathy, you know,
1: where you can reach somebody. Cause you say something a certain way to me, it's going over my head, like. <laughs> Well, there's two parts to what you just said. I like what you said. Um, First, I'm going to go back to, um, I lost my train of thought, but I'll go back with what you just said. How you say something matters because it'll go over my head. So I've come up with this conclusion. There's no mathematics behind it. Let me put that disclaimer out. But I always say people feel 80% of what is said to them and they only retain 20% of the context. So you can spit real good knowledge and wisdom, but 80% I felt it before I heard it. Hmm. So depending on how it made me feel, right, it's going to depend on how I process what I heard. Oh, the second part of what I was going to say, which is people always come to me that's just the way I am. No, it's not we all even me being a, a bold person came from my mom always saying speak up what's wrong use your words that came from her giving me a voice i wasn't just that way she made me that way or helped, you know i guess embody that personality in me we are never just this person we developed into this person So I always challenge people when they do use that, oh, I'm just this way. No, what made you this way? Right. It could have been something at an impact when you were a kid and you went into what you knew to be a kid that kept you safe. So you may be a defensive person because when you were a kid, people hurt your feelings. So you took your kid mind and came up with a kid coping skill which was probably to ignore or to lash out.
0: Right. Which could explain why people like 40, 50 still be lashing out. You know, because I'd ask the question to my mom. This is off subject. I'm like, do we
1: actually ever grow up? Hmm. True question. I think if you don't understand your roots, you know, you won't. You know, because I see, okay,
0: I watch Housewives of Potomac and I see these women like 40, 50 years old. It's like. They're ignoring each other, they're yelling at each other, they're throwing. I'm like, they're acting like teenagers, and I'm I'm like, even if we grow up in certain areas, do we, at the end of our life, 100% fully grow up in all areas? Because you could be strong in one sector and just like five years old in another. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you think about that?
1: I feel like if you don't figure out why you emotionally react to things, you don't evolve you're stuck in whatever time that happened that you developed that coping skill negative or indifferent to react to whatever right so most people deal with abandonment rejection lack of validation uh, and then as an adult it screams like oh you hood you ghetto or why are you so mad why you you know those behaviors come off as that but really the root of them are Abandonment, rejection, insecurities. If we don't understand the root, we can't evolve to grow up.
0: That's true. That goes back to to knowing you're in your dysfunction. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I you know, when you say you have a voice, I think about I'm just gonna go back to my surgery. So I talk a lot, I'm loud, and I've always been told I'm loud. You know, now I don't care because I have a podcast and I talk. So it was, I was made for a reason. But for those three weeks, when I was trying to articulate what was hurting, like my husband asked me questions or my mother asked me questions, it got frustrating for me because I couldn't articulate how I felt. And that made me kind of internalize a little bit as for other people who feel like they don't have a voice. Like I, I thought about people who just don't have a voice in general, where people are dictating their life to them, you know, a lot and they don't get a chance to say, Whoa, I don't like that, but I don't wanna do that and they spend majority mm-hmm. of their life mm-hmm. following someone else's roadmap, which you know, and so um people like you I've always admired because I am one of those people that grew up and didn't really have a voice because I was always shushed. So it mm-hmm. kind of took me back to that. You know, and it was okay. just kind of like, I got so angry and so frustrated, you know? So mm-hmm. I just want to ask you for people who are not as blunt or people that don't voice therapy
1: in as much, what is the first step to actually doing that? Um, First, you got to figure out your root. Everything starts with understanding the root. It's kind of like, you know, when we go to try to put something together, and pieces are falling apart because we didn't look at the first thing, which was the root, which was how, okay, how do you actually function? How does this thing work? How do you put it together? You got to understand your root. You got to understand where it came from, and then you get to develop. Once you understand where it came from, then you begin to buffer it. So do you not have a voice because as a kid, you were told because you're a kid, you don't speak, kids are seen, not heard. Like, is that where your voice, you know, left you? Did it leave you in a relationship? So you need to understand that before you could do anything, honestly. Um, and I know society has taught us, oh, coping skill, coping skill. But uh, if you don't understand the root, it's just the Band-Aid on top of it. Right,
0: exactly.
1: As soon as you, t- yeah, you are gonna take the Band-Aid off, you are gonna start picking that, it. it's gonna scab back up and then reinfect And I agree with that because I got triggered within those weeks that
0: I couldn't articulate what I wanted. It took me back to when okay. I didn't have a voice because I worked so hard to have one. You know, mm-hmm. and so it made me feel like you need more healing because mm-hmm. you obviously cannot talk, like, and it's a
1: trigger. Yeah, it is. And that's why you got to heal that, because even though you have a voice now, right, you want to make sure your voice is effective and not just another reaction because I am grown and I have a voice now. You want to make sure that it's an effective voice, not just a voice out of what I didn't have.
0: Mm. I like that. I like that. Okay, okay, Rob real. <laughs> <laughs> yes you read, you read me too much let's go to the next question <laughs> yes but all jokes aside before we get into um get into some more topics we're just gonna take a little bit of break for our sponsor better we'll be right back okay listeners we are back with miss tamika hall the roba real therapist she's giving out some real nuggets here so before um in the beginning of the interview you mentioned that you had a company um that you have a company called THL consulting um mm-hmm. and where part of that is going into the workplace um mm-hmm. and trying to dissolve like um hostile environments or people mm-hmm. like been burnout. Now I'm, I'm sure you know that a lot of people are quitting their jobs due to those reasons. Yeah. Um, so I just want to know how do you approach those those topics when going into the work?
1: Um, one of the things that I have I always tell people find your purpose, right? And I don't mean your purpose why you want to come to work. If money is your motivator, then that's fine. But at least find things in your job that you like, whether it's a person, whether it's a part of your day, like, because realistically, like, yeah, anybody can quit their job. That's fine. How you gonna live, right? So let's be realistic. Now, don't get me wrong. You don't have to stay in an environment that doesn't fit you. But that doesn't mean impulsively quit either. What are, cause sometimes it's us, right? We're looking looking for the job to validate what our parents didn't. Or we're looking to be validated when our husband and our kids don't care about us. (laughs) Right? So you need to figure that out first, right? And again, I know a lot of people may feel like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not it. They don't care about me. They're a corporation. They don't have to care about you. You have to care about you. You have to learn to implement self-care. So what I do teach in the workspace take your breaks that's what you get paid for or they take it out so I should say that's what you don't get paid for right but most people work through their breaks most people are loyal to a job when you don't need to be loyal you need to pay your bills like I'm loyal is a very overrated word to me like loyalty means that i'm gonna go to jail for you knowing you did the crime i ain't never no i ain't that loyal to nobody not even my siblings no that's crazy i love you but i'm jail not that ain't that much love for me so i mean you don't have to be loyal to a job because at the end of the day they're a corporation and they're gonna run with you or without you that's not wrong or right And we're looking for a job to be our friend. It's not our friend. They have a business. They get paid for that. You have a job. You get paid for that. So you have to figure out how to keep and self-maintain you in your workspace. Now, I do go in and I do suggest the work, you know, work environment. Like, hey, as leaders, you have to learn how to manage emotions, not people. Right, uh, because most of the time people come with emotions. However, encourage the EAP. Take take advantage of it. That's why most companies have it. Use right. the therapy. Right. Utilize, and I tell people, um, go on vacation. Stop living in the poverty mindset of always. I gotta work. I gotta work. I gotta work. I gotta pay this. I gotta pay that. No, you got to live too because tomorrow not promised. I don't mean live on the edge recklessly, but you need to have things that bring you joy.
0: That's true. And you know, there are some jobs that frown upon people losing their vacation time.
1: So there's (laughs) those
0: people that are afraid of losing their job or or not getting paid because they want to take some time off. So they have to go through extreme measures just to get that time off. How would a person navigate around a, a you
1: corporation that does that guess what you got to be okay with that they gonna be mad so you gotta work on you again everything comes back to you you that's gotta true. be okay that those people gonna be mad
0: that's true
1: that's true and that's now we do have laws to protect us so if they want to get real extreme they got an eoc you can got a lawyer they got all kind of stuff for that but people
0: are afraid to take those measures. see I, I am in hr and even if you kind of Kind of pillow it like, hey, you need to take that time. No, I can't take that time because this is you, this is doing it. My boss is gonna be mad. I feel like I feel like what you're saying. People are more concerned about the end, the means to an end, or end to a mean. I don't know which way that go, but they're so yeah, they're so worried about that, you know, or their boss being mad, or they're looking like you said for the validation that they lack in their personal life from that boss. So if that boss is giving them that validation and making them feel. Better about themselves than they do at home. They tend to gravitate towards drowning in work. So, is
1: that the corporation or the person' fault? It's not. So, it's personal. It's definitely personal. I mean, after listening to you, it's personal. <laughs> right. So then they have to go. You have to go get your personal needs taken care of. You have to figure out why do Why does this person at this job, my boss, means that much that I don't want to disappoint them that I'm willing to sacrifice me.
0: Maybe they found their identity in that job or they made that
1: job their identity, so to speak. All of those are the right answer, but what they gonna do about it? Cause the (laughs) job can't do nothing about it. That's something, a me problem or that they have to fix. The job can't fix that. This is a different perspective. That's why I'm going with like I'm doing scenarios, which I've never heard this before. (laughs) oh yes i'm big about challenging you because you have Mm -hmm. all of us have power we love to give our power away and say oh the job this, the job that you have the power how you perceive a thing is how it works (laughs) i don't care how challenging a person is it should never move who you are that's true so you have to figure out what are my triggers why am i emotionally reacting like this so I don't want to disappoint my boss. I don't want them to be mad. So that's not your boss's fault. I hate to say it. Now, if they take advantage of it, that's on. Oh, well, it's up to you to pre- create the boundary. It ain't them.
0: That is true. All oh, of this is true. I've never heard this perspective before. It always made me on, it's always mainly on the job. It's the mm-hmm. job's responsibility to make sure that they're happy while at the job or no, make it's sure it's sound or
1: it's balanced and, you know it's your job to make if, if if it's your job to make sure you're happy first in a relationship everything else and I mean every relationship so that starts with your intimate it starts with your friendships your family and your worship any relationship it's your job to know what makes you happy first two it's your job to do those things three it's your job to create those boundaries
0: that's true. So what, what is your approach towards managing people that, cause you have management that take their problems from home and, you know, dish it out on the support. System.
1: Again, I ain't gonna receive your problem. Your problem and my job are two different things. Right? Okay. So again, you have to have boundaries cause you could talk all crazy all day. That's not going to bother me. Okay. When you done talking crazy, What's what's the task that you're trying to get me to complete? That's within my job description. And that also goes with knowing your policies and procedures. Know where you work at. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that you have to be abused. That's not what I'm saying. But you don't have to be triggered because somebody else is emotionally unstable.
0: That's true. I always tell people what's the worst that can happen. You get fired, you still live
1: Yeah, go get unemployment.
0: Oh, I know you want to touch upon mental health. And so with it being the holidays and the end of the year, you know, people have the the holiday blues or end of year blues. Just wanted to know if you can give any tips
1: to anyone that may be experiencing that and how can they comment? Um, I would say, one, um, embrace what you feel. Normalize it, right? But don't sit in it. So my mom is deceased. So yes, I have moments of sadness, right? but I cannot stay there. But I cannot ignore that feeling, so acknowledge, embrace, perceive.
0: I like that. I like that, because I, I always tell people, I feel like you make it worse. The harder you're trying to fight how you feel, the, I feel like the bigger it gets, it's just snowball. If I feel like yelling and I don't feel like being bothered and I just wanna lay this bed all day, I do sit. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so we have a signature question here at UI OK. And the question is if you could describe yourself in one word, what is it
1: and why? Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> and why? <laughs> um, because sunshine gives you life, it's vibrant, it makes you feel good, but at the same token, it can be brutal. Um, Because when you think of the sun and uh, Nevada on in Las Vegas Strip in the middle of July, it can be brutal. Um, So it can bring you joy, but it also can be a little blunt. So that's me—that I'm very vibrant, but I'm also a bit. I could probably, if the person who doesn't get me or is not my um, Cause I always say every therapist is not your therapist and you gotta be okay with that. And every therapist has to be okay. They can't service every client um, cause personality types. So I definitely know I can be a little brutal or blunt if you want to call it that, um, which is the sun. And it can be draining. Yeah. Cause I do know I could be emotionally draining to people once I start tapping into those roots. And after a session with me, you feel drained, but relief.
0: I like that. I like that. I never saw the sun is brutal, but you are correct. It is brutal if you're in it for way too long.
1: It change you. It make you different colors. Right. <laughs> it's so brutal, right? And you don't even notice it. <laughs> you, you take off a of your, your brow line is different. <laughs>
0: like, <whoa. laughs>
1: See, that's me i'm peeling off layers making you a whole different person <laughs> Man, so to me, so do you offer um
0: virtual sessions or is it all
1: in-person sessions for your patients so for me because um i really don't do virtual but i do have a program um under t hill Consulting where i do two 20-minute sessions a month um because Everybody doesn't necessarily need that hour. And what I don't wanna do is be the person who's so booked up you can't reach, right? Mm -hmm. So I came up with that as an alternative. um, And then also as another affordable way, you know, as well, um, to a different approach for therapy. I call that more of a coaching accountability partner. I'm the bridge between life and therapy with, with that particular um subscription and i'm also coming out with um i just did a vision board party and you'll upload and mine is very different because i don't believe per se in vision boards i believe in vision with plans so i wrote another book or planner it's called manifest your vision with the planner because everybody's always like i'm the queen of manifestation by the time i say something it's it's done but people don't realize I only speak when I have a plan. Mm. So I may not just give my plan out at the time, but I always say this is gonna happen because I've set and developed a plan before I spoke about it. And the half of the time, the downfall to vision boards are the pictures are pretty, it's all glitz. A lot of times we put them on poster boards. So, what I did, the concept of what I did for this group was I put it actually on a beautiful picture frame. Um, and you can put this up. Actually, I do have some pictures they sent me. They're in their living rooms, their offices, because it's a really nice picture frame, but it had to be specific goals. They couldn't be general. So for example, if you said um, I want to buy a house, that sounds like a really huge goal, right? But nope, we started at the bottom. The first thing is identify your debt. <laughs> Right. identify your savings, identify your budget of what you can afford. Then you know like each month was such a different step. People don't realize visions are big, but it takes small consistent steps to actually manifest anything. So I will be offering a plan where to keep people accountable in this new year for their plans um with that that would come with an hour session and then homework to keep you accountable because I'm big about homework. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, because like like you said earlier, people don't, they don't retain everything that
1: you're saying. So like, no, take it and think more about it. Yes. I'm a big, I tell people, you can record, you can record a session with me. I need you to be taking notes. Everybody looking for me to take the note. I am not the therapist who's in here writing notes. I always tell people, we both came to work. <laughs> so... I'm not gonna be the therapist where you, you know how people got that thing now, you can lay on the couch and you think you tell me all your problems, you're not gonna throw that trash on me? No, that's not what this do. We both, we gonna work together. We both showing up.
0: <laughs> because I always think about therapists where they, they're they sitting and you can kinda of get dumped on all day, right? Like, how do you like mm-hmm. shake that off at the end of the day? You don't seem like- You, you must think what I said in the beginning. I,
1: I ain't I ain't getting dumped on. That's what I'm saying. I like, I, you don't I mean, even bring it up. No, you, you came in here because you want you want some resolution. So everything, as you even said when we were discussing about the working place, and you know how most people are used to the workplace supposed to do this, this, and and I threw it right back. Now, what you gonna do? So, uh, there's one of my clients who mocks me all the time. She said, my favorite word is, I will sit and listen to everything you say." And i will be like, hmm, so what you gonna do about that? <laughs> That's literally probably my response to everything.
0: Well, you hold a person accountable. And I feel like, I don't know a good way of saying this. I feel like right now, especially on social media, it's just, it's band-aid. It's like, I just saw a Netflix, um, show about, um, what is it, Benzos or um, Xanax and things of that sort. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And how yeah. it's just a band-aid. You're not really, like, figuring out what yeah. the problem is. There's no That's solution right. but to but to medicate. And so there was mm-hmm. like, even though it's great to have those things, it's also good to figure out, like you said, the source and hold yourself accountable or raise your awareness. But... If
1: you, if you stay on the pills it kind of impairs that that part of the process yeah well um again I also worked in the hospital I used to do crisis I did a whole lot of stuff right so one of the things I would always tell people I am not pro-medicine I'm not anti-medicine whatever mm-hmm. works for you that's good but mm-hmm. know that it's like if you're a spiritual person oh you know back old school not mocking nobody but oh we gonna pray the demons and put the blessed soil on you oh no you not honey they need some help that's fine you could pray but you better go sit in front of somebody's couch and if you need some medicine to help pull them voices down a little bit that's what you need to do it's a, a wraparound of services you need not one thing just works there's no magical pill if that was the case we would be all taking all these weight loss pills if that really worked right So there's no magical pill to fix nothing. You have to have a wraparound of services. So even if you're dealing with depression, anxiety, I remember I had someone tell me, I'm taking depression pills. I feel the same way. I just can't cry. Because the medicine stopped them from crying. Mm. right? Right? But they still felt empty inside because the pill doesn't work without therapy. Right. And then, and not just therapy, because a lot of people, again, have that notion, you come and you sit down and all, all is over. No, baby, you got to work. Yes. It's like weight loss. If you want real weight loss, you gotta eat right, change your habits, change your mind, and it has to be a lifestyle. Therapy is not just a crisis call, it's actually a lifestyle.
0: I agree with that. I, just, yeah. I, I have a therapist and she always tasks me with something that is highly uncomfortable for me. Of course. And I'll tell her at first I'm like, it sucks. I almost wanted an emergency. Uh, I, I think one time I did want an emergency <laughs> before because it was driving me nuts. About time I got that past the day I was fine and when I reached the four weeks, I was like, okay, this is not so bad. now. I'm like, but it was rough. It was rough at first, you know. So I feel like, like I said earlier, if your therapist is not challenging you or you know, you're not feeling
1: uncomfortable you know you might want this, this to because yeah, it's not supposed to be a comfortable process it's never been comfortable for me but it's been helpful you know
0: so yeah. I don't I don't knock
1: therapy at all <laughs> yeah. I said if you like your therapist is a plus if you like them too damn much that's your friend no, that ain't th- <laughs> yes a lot of my like I love my clients but they will tell you in a heartbeat Oh, she ain't gonna let you get by with nothing. I will come in here thinking that all oh, Tamika gonna be on my side. No. You got the power. What you gonna do with your power? Did you give, lay down, and give it away, or you're gonna take your power back? Exactly. And I think that's what therapy did for me. to helped me take my power back. And that's
0: why yeah. I I refer, I tell everybody to get a therapy. I'm like, okay, if something is taking control of your life more than you are, you need you need some tools. You need you need some some assistance. And even just a change of perspective is a great tool, you know? Um that's yeah. why I love to hear you change my perspective about the workplace. I never thought about going within self at work. It's always working the changes. You I don't get paid enough. I don't da, da da da. See, I never thought like flipping. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that kind of was like, oh, okay. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, if you can't be around different perspectives and you see a different outlook, or just something that somebody said that make you feel comfortable, that that kind of uh, challenges you and what you believe in, you don't need to be around those people. And that don't even have to be about therapy. Like I always want to be around people that's gonna challenge you or make me okay. think, leave something on my mind. Like when we get off of here, you put some stuff on my mind in this time You okay. know, so it's it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um I just feel like if you're too comfortable, that's dangerous
1: to you. Yeah, you're not growing. Right. I mean, um when you think and I always I'm a visual speaker, so I always put things into visual A when I speak. So I always think about weight loss. It's very uncomfortable to introduce a healthy lifestyle to to this um and I don't want to call it dysfunctional, but to this comfortable pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm used to eating what I want to eat, when I want to eat it, how I want to eat it, right? With no exercises, no limits, no limitations, no boundaries, no restrictions, right? So now I'm trying to introduce this new lifestyle that has boundaries, restrictions. Most humans hate discipline right so right so again this that therapy therapy comes in and it it makes you create your own restrictions your own boundaries with people and things what you're going to allow into your space it restricts you to what you're going to give right because a lot of times we're always tell people we love out of what we lacked right or we put expectations on titles that they ain't even, that's not who that person even is. Like how you creating that for them? And you know, so we have to learn to give grace, but also have restrictions and boundaries on what we're going to give out and accept. I love
0: that. I love that. Yes. And even I, I feel that sometimes we set some uh, unrealistic expectations for ourselves.
1: Oh god, yes. Most people are realistic with their stuff. I always say you got magical thinking or something going on with yourself. Like, what makes that real? One of my favorite things, is that a feeling or is that a fact? Oh,
0: my god. That's how I
1: department last stuff. Like, this is real. <laughs> like, if it's a feeling, no, if it's a fact, I always tell people where your evidence. Well, I feel like they did this because they looked this way. Where's your evidence? Where's that look that concrete said that that's what that is? If exactly. it's not, then it's the feeling you just made up in your head to validate what you wanted to be a fact, because it's not a fact, it's a feeling.
0: Well, emotions that make you feel or make you see or interpret things that are not. That's why I had to do it. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. When they said that, what did they really mean? What what was their tone when they said that? What are their intentions in my life? Like, it helps me separate because I would just go off and get emotional when the person didn't even meet me. They didn't Or they was having a bad
1: day or something. And I believe in asking. We do not know. I always say, uh, because people love to say they have effective communication. Half of them don't. Effective communication is clarifying, one, what you heard, because if you know that you feel half of what a person says, then you already know you need to go back and clarify some things that was said. Right. Uh, because you felt half of what was said and you only retained about 20%. So you, it's our job to go back and clarify before we put assumptions onto people. Right? right and then allow that person to confirm or deny that's not what I'm saying and right. then once they confirm what they are saying then you verify it again to make sure you have a clear understanding that's effective communication because both parties have solidified what they were saying
0: I love that and that's why so many misunderstandings you just can't pick up the phone and say hey you okay because <laughs> when I talked to you earlier, you said blah, blah, and I noticed in the, the time that I've done that, it's like, girl, I was having a bad day. I didn't even mean they Some people don't even recognize. They unintentionally hurt your feelings because they're going through their own stuff. They didn't even realize mm-hmm. that they even hurt your feelings because they're going through their own stuff, you know? So, so yeah. And then
1: too, we can't personalize everything. Ain't, people ain't even, I always tell people, people don't even care that much. <laughs> no. So we can't personalize everything somebody say or do because people ain't that, like, I said, the world is full of conceited people because we swear everybody thinking about us. Exactly. Ain't nobody you that much. We too selfish for that.
0: And I promise you, nine out of ten, they're going to not even know what
1: you're talking about. Exactly.
0: They're not. Yeah. yeah, you are so right about that. I like the whole hater thing and stuff. social. I'm like, how pretentious
1: are you to think that, that you are on my mind 24-7? Exactly. Do you think I do come air care about that? Night Core, gas light, water. Yeah, like I'm thinking about you and skipped over them. Okay. Sure. Sure thing, but. <laughs> but I feel like that's the sense of projecting,
0: too. Projecting yeah, how you feel about yourself. You need validation. Yeah. yeah. On others, Yeah. 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 We don't really went off talking, but I love this. Yes. I'm okay I'm now. I can flow with whatever. Where what do people find you if they're looking for a real, a real and raw therapist?
1: So right now, cause I'm at my limit to my, in my private practice. Like I said, they can go to T they can look, of course, on step-by-step the spot for your mind. But right now, if they would like sessions with me, um, teahillconsultant.com and always the easiest number in the world to call 708-800-1138. And I'll repeat it twice. (laughs) 708-800-1138. I like it. That is
0: really
1: (laughs) easy. Yes, it really is.
0: Anything else
1: you want to add before we end? Um, yes, I would love to just give people a tip, you know, because I know we're going into the holidays and you're gonna be around some family members that you got some beef with and you ain't really spoke to them or you got you got uh problems with people that you ain't saying nothing about and you holding it in and then you get a little tipsy, you gonna go over the edge, you know, and such such say this to me. If they don't buy my baby no gift, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, we have all kind of stuff made up in our head before you enter any situation that you think is going to make you uncomfortable. Don't go. Don't create false narratives that are going to happen. Go in with nobody's going to move my emotion. No matter who it is, just because you blood does not mean that you are friends. So stop thinking because this is your mom, your dad, your cousin, your sibling, that they supposed to be a certain way or gonna do a certain thing. Like don't create false expectations for people off of their position or title in your life. Mm, so it. no arguing at the dinner table, no slamming the door. We not talking for another six months. And to, act, to just piggyback off the grief we spoke about earlier, normalize your emotion if you said you said it's okay if you angry with god be angry tell him it's okay you know um but just don't sit in it acknowledge it process it and then proceed don't let it take your whole day because whoever is gone they in a whole nother world in a realm and a spirit they not dealing with what you're dealing with you have to allow yourself and allow them to have peace with what happened whether it was right or wrong or indifferent is irrelevant to your emotional space and also letting them be at peace right right
0: these these are some good nuggets Tamika thank you so much that's needed because that's real that's real (laughs) fighting against it like I don't really want to be around but I got to go out of tradition I got to go out of obligation
1: yeah and I always say uh, one uh, I'll leave you with one more nugget right titles and positions and expectations right Mm -hmm. I always tell people um like when you when you hear mom what comes to your let's no, let's use uh, when you hear brother what comes to your mind? funny and
0: silly
1: (laughs) right so you expect that your sibling should be funny and silly right
0: Yes.
1: But that may not be who that person is. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I always tell people when they use mom and dad, um, they have, like, people, and I hate to use Bill Cosby, but I am, because everybody had the Cosby version in their mind, regardless of what Bill Cosby did today, right? Right. He still played a part on TV. And people had a perception of him, right? Because of this title and position that he held, but that wasn't who he was, and we be mad at people for who they not, but we don't accept who people really are. You know what I'm saying? So everybody, we mad at our daddy because they don't come hug us, but that ain't even who they are with other people. Right? Like you can't expect people to be something because of a title. And your definition of the title?
0: That this is real talk. You're right. Yeah, because we that's want people to take us as we are, but we don't. We don't reciprocate.
1: Exactly. We be mad. Oh my! My mama, she, you she critical. Okay, girl. Guess what? You, you probably critical too. Because if that's your mama and you was born in the same house, you probably got some traits. You're right. My godmother told me a while ago, she said, when they do it to everybody, don't take it personal. Exactly. Yeah, like, and I, I, I keep that in my head. <laughs> and, but the truth is, just because they have a title does not mean they're not a person. Exactly. The first thing you always hear people say, that's a mama. They shouldn't be doing That's a daddy. Or that's a boss. That's a manager. Managers are people first. Right. Uh, parents, family, they're all people first then right. they are titled. your journey is created and then you acquire a title along your journey but you were made way before you acquired that title whatever that title is
0: and that's where empathy comes in yeah but i feel like what just to piggyback what you said about people being selfish like humans being selfish we we get we drown in how we're we feel Mm-hmm. and you don't take the time to see how another person may feel because our parents um, probably had it rougher, the generation above us, I'm pretty sure had it worse, worse than ours, you know? And so yes. they didn't have that tender loving and feelings and therapy. They didn't grow up in what we grow up in, you know? So we exactly. didn't expect them to be soft. They didn't, they didn't live in soft times, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, where's the empathy for them? And even if it, I feel like even if it hurts you, there still should be a level of empathy towards them, even though you probably still need to tell them about how you feel. There still should be a level in your head, like, wait a minute, mom went through such and such and such. This is probably why she's like that, you know? So if, I always say, if you love somebody, and accept them for who they are, good with the bad, you know, and if Mm -hmm. you're going to keep this person in your life, you're keeping all of them in your life. So you have to adjust in a sense. To some mm-hmm. stuff because
1: some people just they don't want to change and, and if you love them that's that's the version you're with. yeah and you know what I like that you said um, I'm going to challenge something you said right mm-hmm. even if it irks them why does this person being themselves irk you that means you're not okay or at peace with that person
0: I think it would be a trigger for
1: how it makes once again make you feel so then you need to deal with how you get control over your feelings because Uh the truth is um nobody should have the power to irk you because they're being their natural self right Uh once you come to peace with a person and it's not personal it no longer bothers you because you're not personalizing it as an attack or a lack of validation or rejection or abandonment you're not you're not You haven't made it about you. But if it irks you, you still somewhere making it about you.
0: That's true. I was just saw it as you just have it. It's just, well, same thing you're saying. You haven't healed in a certain spot in your life. That's basically the same thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so it's your job to heal. It ain't that person's job to change. It's your job to heal.
0: Even if that person is presently in your life and you said, hey, when you do sad things, it bothers me. And they keep doing sad things, like...
1: I don't know. So that I means either you are gonna have to create a boundary with that person or exit out that life. Because again, you have no control over another person. If I keep expressing to you something bothers me that you're doing and we're in said relationship one way or another, I don't care who it is. That means that you're not willing to meet me halfway. Um, that means I need to do something with that, not you. Because I'm the one bothered because hmm. you cannot change a person. You're giving your power away if you're standing in any situation with whoever that may be and entertaining the foolishness.
0: Thanks. No rebuttal that. I gonna... No I you're that. right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's another perspective. <laughs>
1: He's like, okay, I'm done. Uh-huh. I no know I'm keep challenging you, and
0: you like, nope, it's still on you. It's still on you. Because yeah. the only thing you can't change is you. That's, yeah. That's true. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> but who wants to
1: make care like, no, nah, I'll just put on that person. <laughs> nope. That means we gotta change our dynamics. I don't care who it is. Look, cause I've had people come and say, My mama do do, do, do." well, your mama not gonna change, so what you gonna do? So you may need to limit your interactions or your conversations that you know triggers this within her so you're not triggered. Mm -hmm. Versus trying to get a validation and make her something she not gonna care about. Ever. (laughs) No, ever. Yeah. So it's always back
0: on you. Hey, I, you know, the the funny thing is, you're just spitting words with me that I tell everybody else. <laughs> I'm just like I'm all in shock, but yeah, <laughs> because I even say on Beyond Kind, like every everything begins and ends with you, you know. That's right. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can't be out of the equation when it comes to yourself. So you can't That's separate right. from yourself. You can't. You are with self all the time.
1: <laughs> exactly. Unless you're gonna do some disassociation.
0: Right. So you might as well get cozy with yourself. So I, I love, I love the accountability, but some of the stuff you said, I'm gonna have to work on first though. <laughs> it's good, it's all good. <laughs> Yes, well, thank you so much. I mean, um yeah, you. Thank you so much for this conversation and even challenge. I know, listeners, you have been challenged. I've definitely been challenging Thank you. Yeah, honest. I keep it honest. Um, <laughs> And I also just want to say thank you so much for watching my show. You never know who is watching you. So it's yes. always encouraging when someone says, Hey, I saw you, I watched you. So thank you for encouraging me today. Um yes. thank, you, and thank you for being a guest. And you you truly are a gem. and you I know you change your lives. Um and if you and if <laughs> you need if you need therapy with no no lotion, contact to make it give
1: for real. Right, Rob for real. Right, I actually said I was gonna do, I've been thinking about this and maybe your listeners can chime in. I've been thinking about, I don't know if you remember like Strawberry Ladder and um, Dr. Ruth, right? So I've been thinking about doing an Instagram live and letting people inbox my uh, step-by-step Page and like picking a story out of it and doing it live and working through the story. Like I I may call the person on, like invite them on the live or I may just, depending on like how people are okay. Cause again, I ain't for everybody and everybody ain't for me and I'm okay with that. But I don't want anyone, I don't want it to become an offensive kind of thing. So I've been toying with the idea of like just, People DM me and I just go live and read it and like, hey, this is what I would suggest and having people kind of chime in or whatever.
0: I think that's a great idea. I I think more people are speaking the truth more than not because of so much. Yeah. Stuff out there, so I, I think we need people like you who's going to be honest and, and challenge thinking because yeah. all this pillowy and social media fantasy fallacy, whatever, um, it's not it's not much real, and so we That's need fun. real. And so I I don't know, viewers, what do you think? I think she should do
1: it. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Let me hear from you. Go to uh, T heel or Step by Step, the spot for your mind, and let me know. Give me your feedback. And I do take feedback. I'm okay with whatever. Just like I can give it, I could take it. Well,
0: that's good because some people that give it cannot take it. So that's good.
1: (laughs) I am a true person of being okay with who you are.
0: Okay. I love that.
1: I love that. Yeah. Like you literally, I promise you, if you see me outside of this right now, you still would still see this version. There is no other version of me.
0: I love that because you're your own kind.
1: I am I embody I like I love that that's one of the things that attracted me to your podcast was um you embody what I believe like be okay with like I talk about when I did the beautifully broken I was very open and transparent I was broken when my best friend died I my battery trying to die on me um I was broken when my mom died I was broken when I gained back 40 pounds like I'm being honest right right you know.
0: Yeah, but and you and you you still going though. You still pushing yeah. and you allowing yourself to. When you have those days, you allow yourself to feel that. And I love it. Yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. Yes. yes. Well, viewers, because we don't want the battery to die on us. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, I hope that you have come. No, I'm sure you've come out with something in this episode. And um, I just thank you guys for taking the time to to, to view. And thank you again, Tamika, for being on here. And, and until next time, everybody, don't forget to be kind to yourself and to each other. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you again. Thank bye you. Bye.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.